Let's do it. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Yeah, okay. You got any What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of AMP Radio, brought to you as ever by the AMP Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for a weekend's worth of MMA action. We couldn't skip out this weekend because we've got not one, not two Bellator cards. No, that's right. We've got two Bellator cards as they do and one UFC card, hashtag UFC Phoenix. So let's go ahead and get into this because I don't know if we're going to have a lot of time to get in everything and break everything down. My name is Proteus. I will be with you all night, and I'm not joined by the usual cast of characters. That's right. You know, I I, uh, I, I called everybody up, and I said, uh, you know, you guys you guys ready for the show tonight? And you know what they said to me? Fuck you, Cody! Excuse me, bitch! Excuse me, bitch? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, we're not joined by the usual cast of characters because of it is Valentine's Day. But I am, you heard his voice. I am here. I am joined. I guess it's the OGs tonight, I think. You know what I mean? I think it's the, it's the OGs tonight. So uh, if, you, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know that this has happened many, many times in the past. Uh, the, my co-host is on the road uh, tonight. And uh, oh, what's happening here? And that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I said to DJ Tony when, when I was trying to line him up, I said, DJ Tony, uh, you got stuff to do. You're in transit. Why don't you take the day off? And of course, uh, as we mentioned, everyone said, excuse me, bitch. So well, let's go ahead and bring him in now, the original B-boy himself, Tony Time. Hey, DJ! 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 Yeah, Cody S, the OGs of the OGs, <laughs> minus one of the OGs, great to be back with my buddy. That's right. Bro. That's right. I am so glad you're here. It saved my ass, so I wasn't talking to myself all by myself. You remember that, that episode of Proteus' Prime Time when I was waiting for Dean from Georgia for like 20 minutes just <laughs> talking to myself? <laughs> I do, because I am I those suckers. Absolutely. Exactly. DJ, Tony, I, feel free, ladies and gentlemen, to go back in the archives and listen to that one, because it was, it was. Uh, I mean, I got through it, but it was painful. And uh, DJ, Tony has to listen to my voice all the time. I feel bad for you, brother. You have, you have a great voice. You have a yeah. great voice, my friend. <laughs> well... I don't think so, but thank you very much for that compliment. All right, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and get into this Smack My Picks Up show. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if we're going to have enough time for the Amp Radio Rewind uh, today because, again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we have three cards to talk about. Uh, you, uh, Bellator 215, Bellator 216, and of course, as I said, you, hashtag UFC Phoenix. So let's go ahead and get right into this one, DJ Tony. You can drop the music right here. Bellator 215, Mitrione versus Karakanov will take place February 15, 2019 at the Mohican Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. It will air on the Paramount Network and Dazin, or Dazone, whichever one you would like to use. And of course, we'll start there, DJ Tony, and we'll throw directly to you to the heavyweight division we go. Matt Mitrione versus, as I mentioned at the top, Sergei Karatanov. Of course, Mitrione, you know, I, 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 I dubbed him DJ Tony. I dubbed him the future heavyweight champion of Bellator, and it just hasn't worked out for me. And he's got a tough test against him on Friday night. Let's just remember that. So we have this card from Bellator 215 is going to be on Friday night. Of course, we're recording uh, uh, on Valentine's Day, so uh, the 14th of February 2019. Um, tomorrow, the 15th of February 2019. This one goes down. Matt Mitrione versus Sergei Heritanov. I'm, and DJ Tony, I'm going to throw to you, and then I'm going to pull up the odds if I can find them. 
what you got going on here? Do you got the best sweater in the game now that Fedor is not, not in the game anymore, or, or do you got uh, Karatana? <laughs> Meathead, you see a sweater, former dude? 49er, by the way, former 49er. Here's the thing, Proteus. I don't know which Mitrion we're going to get. The Mitrion that I saw in the UFC is different from the Mitrion that I've been seeing in Bellator. He looks a little hesitant. It could be that his broadcasting career at Bellator is perhaps weighing on his mind, meaning that he sees that as a future. Karatonov is not a joke. He's actually a legit heavyweight, like you said. You had crowned him the champion before he became the champion. But just because I'm a Meathead fan and we had a chance to meet him when we did one of the Bellator events, shout out to Amp Radio, Radio Row. I'm going with Mitrione, Proteus. Okay. But I don't think he finishes Karatelov. I think this is going to be a boring Bellator. They seem to do things right. I know you guys hate this, but pretty sure it's going to be a three-round fight. I'm going with Mitrion via a very boring decision. Mitrion over Karatona. All right, all right, all right. Look, I was refer- referencing uh, the, the hardcore sweater game that Karatanov was pulling off at the uh, the press conference. Uh, it was it was it was pretty good. Or and and they had them square off together today. And, and I mean, Mitrione looks like he's he's in the shape of the fighting shape, as I, as they call it, DJ Tony. Um, but like you said, Karatanov is. Is such a good a good fighter, you know. I mean, he's got those dangerous heavy hands. Uh, he's that a tough, you know, Eastern Bloc kind of guy. And and I don't know, like you said, which Mitrione is going to show up. You know what I mean? We've seen such good performances from Mitrione in the past, and then sometimes he gets sucked into that brawling game, uh, and and he gets caught or 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 he gets you know uh, out wrestled uh, by the new heavyweight champion. And you just don't know what's gonna, who's gonna show up. And and as you said, you know, Mitrion spent some time playing football, spent some time in the NFL. He, he's he's had injury head injuries from from football, no problem, no no doubt about it. And of course, you know, his MMA career has has spanned quite a long time already. You know, we we remember uh, the meathead from from way back, even when uh, Ariel Hawani's show was uh, in its infancy. He did uh, his own segment on that show. And uh, so he's been around for uh, for a minute, DJ Tony. And I'm going to go against you here on this one. I think I'm going to going to take Haritanov because I just think that he's going to connect on on Mitrione, and and Mitrione's going to go down. I think he's going to go down in the second, and I'm going to take a TKO, DJ Tony. That's legit, pro. I mean, it it literally. If we were to rewind this back, like we do, shout out to Marcos Rewind. You might be right on the money. So, yeah, that's a good call on your end. Okay, DJ Tony, I, I'm just looking through this card real quickly, and I'm not seeing a, a bunch of uh, names that stick out to me. So do you have a – would you like to put a spotlight fight of the night on this one, or would you like to move on to Bellator 216? I would like to put one spotlight fight of the night that's not on there, Brodius. Shout out to our very own friend to the almost show, Pearl Gonzalez. Swing, swing, tentpole. <laughs> In Invicta, so shout out to Invicta, Pearl Gonzalez. Oh. Check out her photos. All right, so Pearl's fighting this weekend as well. So guys, like I said, you have a, a, a great weekend of fights. Of course, uh, Invicta's on uh, uh, the now defunct UFC Fight Pass. There you go. I knew you could get it. I knew you could get it. Anyways, that's just a little bit of a joke. All right, you, uh, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and move ourselves right along to Bellator Two. 16 happening uh, as I mentioned the next night after Bellator 215 so February 16th Bellator 216 of course as I mentioned going down February the 16th also from Uncasville Connecticut of course from the Mohican Sun Arena for some reason I cannot say that tonight DJ Tony Uh, apparently this one will only air on DAZN and of course, uh, Bellator 216 is the fight that we have been waiting for, DJ Tony, for quite some time. They've been saying that this is going to happen, and then one side falls out, and it's not happening. MVP versus your boy Semtex, Paul Daly. I, I don't know about you, but this this one, I don't. I think DJ Tony, this one is kind of the excitement is is right there on the surface for this one because, as I mentioned, we've been waiting for it for so long, and of course. This is another fight in the 
uh, welterweight Grand Prix, uh, of course. So these guys were, were, were destined to come together in this Grand Prix so they could finally make it happen. DJ Tony, I'm going to throw to you again because it's just you and me tonight, brother. We might have a quick night. Who you got going on here? Do you got MVP or do you got Paul Daly? So this fight would have happened, Proteus, about a year ago when the when the, exactly. all the talks first started between these guys. No doubt about it, I would have chosen MVP. No doubt about it. I think he's younger. He's longer. I think he's just more dynamic, even though, of course, Paul Daly still has those heavy hands. The only reason why I'm hesitant now is because Venom Page's dad just passed away. And having had experienced that myself not too long ago with my mother, um, I don't know if he's going to fight with a heavy heart. It could be two ways, right? It could be like Brett Favre when he played right after his father passed where he was spectacular or could weigh on him, right? It could be just a really heavy night. I'm going to go with the talent, Proteus. Mind you, they're both talented, but I'm going to go with the, the younger, talented fighter. Um, still, only because, gosh, Semtex Daily, Proteus, sometimes he's, uh, he's hit or miss. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Venom Page. I'm going to go to Venom Page late, Proteus. For him, I'm going to go Venom okay. Page early in the third with um, some sort of flying knee. So Venom Page, TKO in the third. All right. Tony's down for TKO in the third for MVP. And I, I, I didn't know about uh, MVP's dad, uh, father passing away. And so our, our hearts go out to him and his family because, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a major thing. And it's it, like you said, it's tough to fight at any particular point in time, DJ Tony, let alone when you have uh, something like this going on. Um, but I, 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 saw, I saw them side by side this week, and, I, you know, it's, it's hard to, to, to discount the fact that MVP is just so much taller and just seems like a, a more menacing um, person than, than Paul Daly does. And, you're right. I, I mean, Semtex is called Semtex for a reason, right? I mean, if he's able to uh, to land that big shot on your face, you're going down and you're going out for for the night. But I think it's going to be – I think that MVP is going to take this opportunity to be a little bit more focused, to, to maybe have a little bit more of a game plan against Paul Daly. But for all we know, these guys may have come in contact. And as, as far as I know, they did they did come in contact – previously in in their careers because um you know they're both out of the uk uh and i believe they're both london-based fighters uh, correct me if i'm wrong but uh so they have run into each other before and i do believe that's where the bad blood comes from of course these guys they don't like each other and that always sells fights you know what i mean like paul daly didn't even want to look at mvp when they they faced them off uh the other night i, I just think that like you said, the younger, maybe more uh, unex- inexperienced fighter in MVP getting this step up in competition. Because, honestly, Paul Daly for MVP is a, that step up in uh, competition that we have wanted for MVP for a long time. Correct, TJ, Tony? We've wanted the, uh, MVP to, to, to really fight somebody that has a name and, and, and that could challenge him. So maybe they've, uh, Bellator has moved MVP along and brought him to this point for a reason. And maybe they've been playing up the drama. Who knows? I don't know. We, we, we don't know what happens behind the, behind the scenes. But I do think, DJ Tony, that Bellator did definitely drop the ball with not having this fight in the U.K., especially one week after they were already in the U.K. Perhaps they could have signed this fight and had it on uh, last week's fight card um, or the, the last fight card they had over in the U.K., um, I can't remember where it was from. I, my mind always goes blank when I do these shows and I have to host and run the board. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I think that Bellator dropped the ball. I mean, Uncasville, Connecticut is not the granddaddy of them all. And, of course, I get it. I understand that, you know, the the, the time change, DJ Tony, is, is definitely going to be tough for Bellator, especially uh, they want to run this UK uh, series that's coming up. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to tap in real well having these cars uh, – over there in the UK, of course, they run out of 
out of time on the, the, the broadcast channels in the UK. And I think that's probably what happened here, DJ Tony, is that they had that, that, that main event not go through on the UK television and, and they they felt the pain from it. And I do believe that the Mohican sun is definitely going to benefit from having two shows in a row, right? DJ Tony in the, in the casino, but long story short, actually long story, really, really long. I'm also going to take MVP because I do believe that he is the younger, more talent, most more talented fighter. I think that he's, even though he's, uh, he's got less experience. I, I do believe that he's going to fight a smart game because he knows who Paul Daly is. He knows that that, Big shot is coming, and that's basically all that Paul has. If you take Paul to the ground, he doesn't have a lot there. So maybe MVP employs that one. I'm not. I don't think he will, though. I think it's going to be a standing fight. Um, I do believe that MVP is going to take it down, and I do believe DJ Tony that I'm, I'm going to take decision because I think Paul Daly is always dangerous, and you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know whether or not MVP can get that flashy stuff done you know, whilst he's against a, a dangerous fighter like Paul Daly. So I'm going to take MVP by decision. All right, DJ Tony, um, you have the board, so I'm just going to go right into the next one. Cue the music if you like, DJ Tony, or if you had a spotlight for the night, we could do that. Proteus? I do have a spotlight fire tonight. Go for it. And as you guys know, I always like to do things the right way. I don't fall into these bits, Proteus. I don't do this thing where you start, you know, a good-looking person and you automatically go to that. But this is hottie on hottie crime here, Proteus, as Valley Laredo, who's making her Bellator debut. You want to look at those photos. Shout out to Valerie Laredo's IG. She will fight Kobe <laughs> Fletcher. And I will take Valerie Laredo via a decision over Kobe Fletcher. All right. So Laredo decision in her uh, Bellator debut. Thank you, DJ Tony. I'm going to go ahead and just give a shout out. We have two heavyweight fights on this particular fight card in the co-main event and of course the third to last fight of the night uh but i'm going to go with uh mirko not so much on on it supplements wink wink against roy nelson uh this one's going to be a slobber knocker guys and i'm going to take crow cop i'm going to take him i'm going to take him um in the second by ko i know it's <laughs> Roy nelson doesn't get knocked out very often but of course he's getting deep in, in, into his career as well and uh, I, I'm going out on a limb there, DJ Tony. You're right. I, you're right. You're good, Curtis, you're good to go to this. give me. There's a, reason, there's a reason they're fighting at the Moicano, um, the Mohegan Sun, the Moicano Sun. You got that? <laughs> All right. I'll give myself yeah. crickets on that one. But there's a reason why they're <laughs> fighting over there, believe me. And there's a reason why Crow Cop and, you know, God forbid, Che Congo and, of course, God forbid, Michael Page and, God forbid, Sergey Karatonov. None of the, all of these guys are on on its supplements, but if they weren't, they might not want to come to California. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're just saying. That's all. You're just saying. Uh, let me give you guys the odds real quickly because I had not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving you the odds on the Matt Mitrione or uh, Sergey Heratanov fight, as I meant. I promised I would. Uh, Sergey Heratanov at a minus 115, and Matt Matrione coming back at us. At a minus 105, so Mitrione, a small favorite in that one. Um, Venom Page, MVP, at a minus 225. Paul Daly coming back at us at a plus 185. Ladies and gentlemen, those are your Bellator cards for the night. Moving along to the UFC. Go ahead, DJ Tony. Cue that music. Wonderful. Thank you, DJ Tony. Of course, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, hashtag UFC Phoenix, which is also known as Ingano versus who? Cain Velasquez on the big show. UFC on ESPN1. Can you believe it? DJ Tony, 
will be held on Sunday, February the 17th, at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. I'm too hot, Arizona. To the heavyweight division we go, DJ Tony. <laughs> Let's get into this one because it's going to be interesting. Number three, Francis, the Predator Ngannou, fighting out of the African country of Cameroon, as we know, against Kane. Brown Pride, Velasquez. He doesn't have a nickname. I just added that in. Um, fighting, of course, out of AKA in California. So Ngannou, 11-3-0 against Kane Velasquez, 14-2-0. But DJ Tony, I'm going to throw it straight to you. Kane Velasquez has been off for over two years. Let's just say that straight up. And, you know, he may have been at one time the greatest heavyweight fighter in the world. DC would love us to believe that. But he's been off for a long period of time going up against, you know, who knows what France, which Francis Ngannou is going to show up. But he can be a killer. TJ Tony, let's throw it straight to you. What do you got going on here at uh, UFC Phoenix? All right, bro, I'm just going to be honest with, with you. You know what a huge AKA fan I am, let alone a Cain Velasquez fan, let alone your boy, DC Daniel Cormier. So it's tough for me, and of course, heck, not to mention the champ, Mergy. Uh, Nergy. Um, I will say this. Nermy, Nermy, like, Nermy. What's, troub- what's troubling me here, Proteus, is, and you and I spoke about this as we do the show before the show. Yeah. Always. Kane has fought, always, right? Kane has fought effectively at this point three times in six years. Three times yeah. in six years. Hasn't fought in almost three years. Last time he fought, listen, that was not, that was not sea level Kane that went to Mexico and basically gassed out. I mean, he gassed out, right, versus Verdum, who was there a month before and, of course, he was submitted in the third, and that was for the interim build, if I'm not mistaken. He was incredible versus Travis Brown, who's no joke. Hey, look, say what you want to say about Travis Brown. Travis Brown is 6'7", and he's fast, and he's a good striker. I think he played basketball, if I'm not mistaken. And Ganu's a monster. We know this. But he does not do well with wrestlers, and we've seen him before. So if Kane is smart. If Kane is still the same Kane we remember and is still, you know, that high-level, high-octane Kane that just gets in your face, gets in your body, and just doesn't, doesn't allow you to move, then he has no fear of getting struck down. If that's the case, I'm going to take Kane. And I'm going to take Kane a lot okay. like that Miocic fight where he just wears down Ngannou and Ngannou becomes a, a shell of himself. I'm not sure if Kane's... Submission game is still good. I guess he can finish him, but I think Ngannou's too tough. I'm going to go with Kane. Believe it or not, via decision. I know that's crazy in the heavyweight division. Kane via decision. Yeah, that is crazy. And just to correct you, uh, when Kane uh, went against Fabricio uh, and it was not C-level Kane, that was uh, for the title. He had been champ. uh, He had beat uh, Junior DeSantos. And uh, Antonio Silva before that, so it's not that's not a big deal. I, it's I'm just correcting for the for the record books. Um, I think you're right though, DJ Tony. Uh, it, it's concerning that Cain Velasquez has been off as long as he has been, and and let's just go ahead and give you the the date. I mean, the last time Cain Velasquez fought was July 9th, 2016. He got the performance of the night there, round one KO TKO uh, against, as you mentioned the basketball player, Travis Brown, uh, uh, Mr. Rousey. And uh, Kane has had a lot of injuries, you know, and, and maybe he could have, or maybe some people do uh, think of him as the best heavyweight ever. But, of course, we have to take into account the, the, the amount of injuries he's had and the fact that he's been out of the game for so long and the fact that there's another fighter that has, in the heavyweight division, defended the title more than anyone ever. And, and we have to take that into account, right? And as you mentioned, on the side of Ngannou, uh, you know, his, his, uh, title, his title shot against Stipe did not go well, okay? So he's going up again against a, a, a really tough fighter, and of course, or a wrestler, 
And of course, Curtis Blades in his previous fight was a, a definitely a, a very tough wrestler as well. And of course, you you can't really. It didn't last long enough for us to to say, yeah, Francis Ngannou has improved. But as I said when we, oh, well, I guess we didn't do a wrap up show of that that particular fight card, but we probably did an Amparito rewind. You know. Uh, Curtis Blades didn't have enough chance. He 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 rushed in, got caught, and the fight was over. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the second time he had fight. Uh, Francis had fought in Ganu, or sorry, uh, Blades, but and had won both times, right? I mean, the last time they fought, the first time they fought, there was a submission uh, from uh, Francis and Ganu. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. Uh, so. I don't know. It's it's kind of a coin flip, DJ Tony. It's kind of will Francis be able to do to Kane that what he did to Curtis Blades in the last fight and catch him early? That's a possibility, right, DJ Tony? Because again, we haven't seen Kane for such a long period of time, and it's not that he's put ever put himself out there. I mean. You look at what he did to Brock Lesnar, you know, another really powerful, heavy hitter, maybe not as talented as, as Ngannou is in boxing, but he, you know, uh, Kane dusted him. He, he, he was able to, um, to take him out and, and in impressive fashion. Now, another thing that I'm also concerned about, DJ Tony, that I think we need to mention is, is the, the curse of, Cain Velasquez starting off any kind of, you know, he was on USC on Fox one and that didn't work out well for him. <laughs> right. Ooh. 14 seconds or whatever that was. And now, and now we're, we're, we're now putting Kane on the biggest sports network in America. I'm just concerned that, that that's going to happen again since he's been off for over two years, DJ Tony. Having said all that, I, I have to go. I have to put my money on Kane as well. I just think that if Kane is able to get that wrestling game done, and as you said, put the grind on Francis Ngannou like we saw with Stipe Miocic, I think if you're a wrestler and you go against Francis Ngannou and you don't get caught within the first minute, minute you're you're in good shape. And I think that as good a wrestler as Curtis Blades is, he's not as good as Cain Velasquez at wrestling. You know, he doesn't train at the same camp with the with the killers that they have at AKA, and we know that Cain uh, um, is is at, at the highest level. You know, he's it, the the time off concerns me, Tony, but I'm going to take him anyways. I'm going to take Cain Velasquez. I don't think DJ Tony, if Cain is able to get you know, uh, Ngano to the ground that it goes five rounds. I think that Kane has shown that he's able to finish fights on the ground. He's able to ride guys and just, you know, ground and pound them out. So I'm going to take a third round TKO. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Rousey. All right, you did, Tony. <laughs> this card... <laughs> This card actually on uh, Sunday night from uh, Phoenix is pretty good. I don't know if you have a spotlight fight of the night that you want to throw to, but uh, here's this is your opportunity to do it now. Proteus, honestly, there's so many darn good fights in this card. Not joking. I mean, this was this pales in comparison to what we had with the last UFC 234, right? <laughs> I mean, that was gosh, that was really really bad, but. You know, I'm looking at the card, and there's some killer fights here, Proteus. I mean, like, literally some killer fights. And you guys know me. I'm not going to fall into this trap. I know what you're trying to do, Proteus. You're trying to get me to go to Andrea Lee, Cynthia Calvillo. But Jessica Penning, Proteus, will be making her comeback after, of course, her UFC Suspension, her Usada suspension, but that's not where I'm going, Proteus. Nope, I'm going with Alexandra Albu. Sit Albu. 
you want to look at her photos. Good Lord, that woman's in shape. Stitch <laughs> Albu with a thong. I mean, with a decision over Emily Whitmire. <laughs> I told it because I pulled up this fight. I was told he was going to retort with this fight, but <laughs> you got me on that one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> No, but there are there are um, some good uh, fights on here to cue the music to. That's absolutely correct, and, and and it's it's actually correct that DJ Tony that this card is is pretty stacked. I mean, we've got Hennon Burrell on this fight. We've got Aljamain Sterling on this card. We've got um, Andre Touchy Feely on this card. But I'm not going with any of those particular fights, guys. I'm going with the co-main event. Unfortunately, I know it's it's not uh, all that sexy, but I'm going with the co-main event here: James Vick versus Paul Felder. This has got, I mean, unless something strange happens, DJ Tony, thank you for cueing that music. And in case something strange happens, or unless something strange happens, this has got slobber knocker written all over it. Uh, Paul Felder is a very talented fighter, also very good on the commentary booth against the very long and lanky. Uh, Texecutioner, uh, James Vick. I, I, as much of a Vick fan as I am, uh, and, and as much as he's going to have the height and reach advantage, DJ Tony, I think I'm going to have to go with Felder on this one. I just think that the toughness that he showed in his last fight was just amazing. You know, he, he broke that arm in his last fight and just continued to, to throw it against um, Mike Perry. Uh, you know he didn't he didn't get that 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 win, but I mean it was a split uh, it was a split decision loss against you know he moved up to 170 against Mike Perry the bigger fighter and he and he held his own. I again I'm a James Vick fan and I think that uh, he's a very talented fighter, but I'm going to take Felder and I'm going to take Felder by some some serious uh, violence in the uh, second round TKO. Proteus, if I may on this one. I don't think you're yes, wrong sir. here. Felder, of course, moved up to 170 as well, right? So he fought at welterweight uh, on that one. But I, I think yes, exactly. like, just as, as MMA fans and, and always going with nostalgia, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Crone Gracie, who's fighting first Gracie, at least in uh, the UFC since quite some time, um, fighting, of course, uh, Bruce Leroy. So I wanted to give Pam that shout-out because I know she's a huge Bruce Leroy fan. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, I actually was going to finish this segment off with that fight as well. Of course, this this fight card is is stacked, and and I mean, on the free TV for you guys up there, you don't have to go and uh, and watch it on uh, ESPN Plus. So good for you guys. I hope it I hope it it works for for you guys over there in the states because, of course, all these cards have been on uh, free TV for us up here in Canada. Just giving you the gears. You got right, DJ Tony. Fuck out, man. <laughs> DJ Tony, we it, it looks like we have a little bit of time for an amp radio rewind, so let's go ahead and get into that right now. Smack my picks up for UFC 234. Bobby Knuckles fell out, and we'll maybe we'll get into that uh, in the next segment. So we really only had uh, the co-main event, which of course became the main event. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva and our spotlight fights of the night. I want to give a shout out to Marco. He got this fight. He picked it exactly correctly, but unfortunately that was only two points that he scored and he did not score any more points the rest of the night. Um, it was it was pretty close. Tony, you, were, you and Pam and Marco all had uh, two points. Unfortunately, my uh, my Spotlight fight of the night, I got exactly correct. Uh, so I am the champion once again. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. That's perfect. Great job. <laughs> All right. So, Tony, let's go ahead and get into it real quick. I mean, you sent me a text message. I think it was, it was pretty late in the night uh, on Saturday night, last Saturday night. And you said, "Oh, uh, you know, Bob sucks. Bobby Knuckles is out." And of course, I was uh, I was not watching the fights live. I was out with my friends, my friend, uh, and I, I was like, "What's what's happening?" And so I caught up the next day. And you know, we've talked about Bobby Knuckles in the past and his his you know 
the problems that he had in the past with that uh, uh, infection inside inside his body. Um, he just seems to be having the the worst of luck. Now he has a uh, collapsed bowel with an internal hernia, DJ Tony. So let's quickly touch on Bobby Knuckles and uh, the unfortunate uh, instance that uh, this fight got taken off the card. That's, that's the tough part, Proteus, is that, listen, I mean, if it would have been anyone but Robert Whitaker, and I'm not saying this because I'm a fan of Robert, Robert Whitaker. We all know that I am. But if it would have been everyone else, anyone else, mind you, a collapse, bow, gosh, that's pretty darn How does dangerous, that even happen? Right? So, no clue, but it, it's dangerous that he could have fought with that as well, right? God forbid he gets a kick to the liver or something like that. But, listen, the guy's been a tremendous champ. He moved up in weight. Remember, he was having weight issues, so he had to move up to even become yep. um, that, that champ. And he's fought well. He's fought bigger men. He's done well. Listen, I, I think you, you, let him, you let him have it, you, uh, meaning let him keep the belt, hope he heals up well. Now, I will say this, if he can't defend in a year, then perhaps you put an interim. But it's hard to go with an interim when Bobby Knuckles has been just a class act and just has done a lot for the organization. Yeah, and, and of course, as we know, Bobby, Bobby was on my radar from um, – the reality show um, I've mentioned this on the show before and, and I, we saw, and I've mentioned also on the show that, you know, with him having his, his previous problems and then we saw him against U- UL and he seemed a little bit diminished in that fight. I think we all agreed that Bobby Knuckles seemed a little diminished in that fight. It didn't really seem like, thank you very much, Marco. Didn't really seem like the same guy, the same guy. And I just worry, DJ Tony, that um, that's what we're going to see in this in his return, anyways. Uh, and hopefully, he doesn't rush back. I, I, me and uh, you and I had a conversation on I don't know, maybe it was Sunday or Monday when I saw the the uh, the tweet come out from Bobby Knuckles after he got out of uh, surgery, and it kills me that guys in this sport need to do this kind of media, DJ Tony. I just I don't know why we need to see a guy that's just cut, come straight out of um, surgery kind of defend the fact that he didn't have to fight. He mean he had to go into emergency surgery, DJ Tony, right? I, I don't know. I don't know why he needs to defend himself. Yes, it's a it's it, it, cards are subject to change. That's on every single every single ticket, every single pay per view that people buy. And as you mentioned, DJ Tony, this wasn't a strong pay per view without that fight on the top of the card and I, I don't know how this pay-per-view came out but I do I do want to say best of luck to Bobby Knuckles um, I was not a fan of how Cal, Calvin Gastelum handled himself um, I think that and we'll get we'll, we'll just transition to this right way DJ Tony but I think that yeah exactly I think that you know Gastelum was riddled with infection himself. I mean, you could see that in the pictures of the weigh-ins, and it's it's no secret, you know. And then he goes ahead and and puts out a, a you know really classy, professional tweet, and then the night of the fight totally ruins that by by taking someone else's belt. Let's let's be honest. He took Henry Cejudo's belt. And put it over his his uh, his his shoulder. DJ Tony, let's talk about that real quickly. What do you think about Calvin Gastelum's behavior? And do you think that uh, you know his management got to him? You know you know who it is, right? You know who his man his manager it's, is. It's 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 your buddy Ali. Uh, but here's here's the thing, Kelvin Gastelum, and you know, shout out to Kelvin, right? Some people call him Kevin. I call him Kelvin. But <laughs> you got that right, <laughs> Kevin. Thank you. All right, but here's here here's here's the thing on that one. Boy, we got to lower Keep the, the, the volume on that you one. Filthy animal. Exactly. I will say this though, Proteus. It surprised me that 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 Kelvin did this. I don't know yeah. what led him to do that. It was utterly ridiculous, right? And he got it seemed out for of it. character. The guy had staff. 
proteus? Yeah. He had staff coming out of his neck. He had staff everywhere. Yeah. Would he have even been able to fight? Probably, right, because they wanted to get this pay-per-view, which I think a total number of 50 people saw this. But, listen, I, think, <laughs> I don't think Kelvin did, did himself any favors. I think he – it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and this is just the the WWE influence that we keep seeing in this sport. I'm just not a fan, and I it was hilarious. I thought when Israel Adesanya told Kelvin to stop, he's like, "Put that thing down. It's it's not it's not yours." And that was right after the fight. I I saw it. I saw him in the background standing with a belt, and I was it, outside of the cage. Thank God they did not let him get into that cage with somebody else's belt. That's that would have been the worst thing. I, I just would have stopped watching sport if that happened because it's not. I'm not interested in that bullshit. I'm sorry, Tony. I'm just not interested in it. I know that his manager got in his ear, and I and I know that Calvin wants to stay in the mix, and you have to keep your name out there so that people are talking about you. Well, we got another fight card this weekend. Do you think anybody's going to remember staff infection, Kelvin holding that uh, fake belt tomorrow, or, and next weekend? I don't think so. I, like, I, I don't think so. So I don't, I don't know what kind of good it does. If you, it, I think the UFC, if they're going to be ha- – I've said this before, and I apologize to all the longtime listeners. If you're going to be taken seriously as a sport, you have to allow – the people who are at the top of the sport that earn their chances, you have to allow them to earn their chances and, and fight for their, their, what they have fought for to get to this point. If you want to do, if, if Bobby Knuckles is not going to be ready and you want to do an interim fight with Calvin Gastelum and Israel Asanya, if Calvin doesn't have staff that time, I'd be fine with Israel going ahead and fighting him. But I, again, DJ Tony. I mean, what I'm so afraid of guys going into fights with staph infection. You know, I, I just, I, it's one of those things that bothers me so much. And of course, Bobby Knuckles had that, that staph infection inside his body already. So I, I just, I don't even know if Calvin, you know, if, if Bobby Knuckles getting in the same area as Calvin, you know, kind of made this happen. That's just a joke. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Bad joke. Bobby Knuckles! But let's. Let's move on, DJ Tony, real quickly. That was the main event and was supposed to be the co-main event. And, of course, got fight of the night, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. What do you got here, DJ Tony? By the way, Proteus, you might have something there. You know how we have C-level cane? There might be staph infection Kelvin. So we might have to add that to the repertoire. (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you, Brian Callen. You know what? Yeah, thank you, Brian. I don't. I we we spoke about this. Unfortunately, right? You and I know we did the show before the show, as we always do. Um, and clearly, this wasn't for the championship. Championship. Thank you. But I will say this, Proteus. Exactly. Um, Anderson Silva didn't look bad, right? I, I don't know if it was, and we spoke about this. I don't know if it was Izzy because he's such a fan of of Anderson Silva and listen, a lot of his game is styled after. Spider Silva. I don't know if it was. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like, gosh, I'm fighting, you know, one of the greatest. From uh, I'm fighting, you know, my dad, or I'm fighting, you know, basically my, my know, dad. A father figure or an <laughs> idol, right? Well, he's old enough to be his father, right? In, in some countries, um, but listen, uh, Spider Silva didn't look bad, although Izzy didn't look like himself. It wasn't a bad fight, but clearly. Yeah, I could have, I might have given, round one clearly went to, to, uh, to without a doubt, to Izzy. Round two, I could have gone to Spider just because I'm a fan of his. But round three, was there a round three? Because I thought Anderson Silva threw like four punches. I mean, it, it was pretty sad. Yeah, okay. Just let me uh, address this real quickly because, I mean, we did talk about this and we we did, we did kind of speak about this last week as well. We know the changing of the guard, et cetera, et cetera. I think the smartest thing that Anderson Silva did here, and I, maybe I mentioned this on last week's show as well, I think the f- smartest thing he did here was play up, you know, as you mentioned, the father figure role. And 
and you know the crying and the and the reaching out not only to the fans but also to Israel Asanya as well, who clearly had a lot of respect for Anderson Silva. And as I mentioned last week, I definitely said this. You know, you have to give Anderson some some credit. You have to give him some give him some respect, and you can't just go rushing in and let him play the counter game. And Israel did not want to play that game. He got caught a couple of times, DJ Tony. He got caught a couple of times by Anderson, and and, and you could tell that it, 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 he didn't like that. He he kind of got stung. And of course, Anderson is very not only tricky in the in the mind game before the fight, but he's also tricky in the fight because he was throwing some stuff from weird angles that was catching Israel Adesanya. You know, he's just seeing these openings. I mean. Maybe they weren't the hardest of shots. You know, he was throwing a, a, a sidekick, roundhouse kind of thing to the chest of Israel and Adesanya. But that, I'm sure that doesn't feel great. You know what I mean? I'm sure taking a heel to the chest doesn't feel wonderful against a, a really, really talented fighter like Anderson, Anderson Silva. And, of course, when they were in close, DJ Tony, Anderson tagged Israel with a couple of shots that got his intention. And I thought, I thought Israel was giving him a little bit too much respect. You know what I mean? I, I, and I think I think maybe we're giving Anderson a little bit too much respect as well in the fact that Israel gave him they gave Anderson the opportunity to not look bad. I think as I said from the top, Israel Anderson was living rent-free in in Israel's head for a little while in that fight, but Israel was able to have a smart game, stay away from Anderson when he was calling him in against the fence so that he could just throw the counter game. And I I thought very smart by Israel, very smart, again, like I mentioned, at the end of the fight uh, to call out Kelvin Gastelum and tell him to put that belt down because he looked silly with it. I think Israel, if we're going to have a fight (laughs) in the interim, DJ Tony. If we're going to have a fight in the interim, Israel Asanya versus Kelvin Gastelum, it's not on staff infection, is the next fight for me. Thank you, dummies. What do you think? Uh, here, you, here's what I will say, though. And, and listen, I think Izzy is still um, – I think he's still a couple fights away, to be honest with you. I don't feel comfortable with that. I, I still think he needs to fight a couple of legitimate guys because – Israel Nestania, as great as he is, I mean, really, who has he fought? So uh, I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe, you know what, I don't want to see an interim fight. <laughs> who am I kidding, Proteus? I mean, if, if we have to, okay. But I, I don't want to see an interim. I, I think Bobby Knuckles is a legit. If he can fight within the next, let's just say, 10 to 11 months, you know, give, give the UFC a little bit of thing there, a little bit of leeway. Uh, don't put an interim title, Proteus. You already have one. I have one. Pam has one. Let's let's be done with the interims for now, please. Yeah, I I, I get where you, I get what you're saying, but I think that this one, this right here, might be a legitimate reason to put an interim title into effect. Because again, I, I you know we're 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 four to six four to six weeks for recovery time, and really honestly for Bobby Knuckles. For honest, honestly, he's probably going to need a little bit more time than that. I mean, that's, that's pretty serious surgery, right, DJ Tony? Uh, I would not have, want to have, let alone just a hernia, hernia surgery, but a collapsed bowel. I think that's going to need some time to recover. And, and I think in cases like this and in cases like um, um, when we saw Dominic Cruz being off for a long period of time and we all complained about that, that he was off for too long and, I just think if it's going to take a really long time, leave Bobby Knuckles up at the top and just have, you know, something happen, some movement in that division because we know what lightweight has done, you know, or light heavyweight has done. It's been stagnant. If we have another division that's going to be stagnant, and I don't want Bobby Knuckles to get stripped. So if we have another division that's going to be stagnant, let's just put an interim there and, and maybe, you know, one of these two guys can show out either Israel or or Calvin. Uh, yeah, so that's I'm, I, you that's might be right about there. that. You yeah. may be right I think, there, I think, as, as I'm looking at the rankings, it's, it's Yoel number yeah. one. We've seen that. Hawkold, who wants to move up, 
shoes that we've seen that. Gas them, we have, and yeah, I think you're right. Izzy at five and well, Gasol at four. You might, be, you might be right. When of course we know we know that Yoel is moving up in his next fight, so that's not that's not even going to be anything that that happens in that in this division. So, yeah, I I think if it comes to to it, I'm okay with it, DJ Tony. That's all I have to say. Okay, you sold so me on this up. one, Proteus. You you sold me okay. on this one. All right, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. So let's move on to the controversy on the fight here. Um, your boy Sam Alvey uh, gets finished fairly early in the first round by Jim Crute, and uh, you know Sam Sam, Al- Sam Alvey is 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 right up there in in the face of the ref, you know, saying what you know what's going on here. Let me ask you what you thought about the stoppage. Not let me. Okay, so let's break it down. And I, and I, I, this is not my original idea, but I, I had, I had this idea in when I watched it live, I had a different idea of what happened from when I watched it in the replay. So let's, let's go to what you thought when you saw it happening live. Did you think that it was an early stoppage? You know what? I, I thought it was slightly early, but not, I mean, we're not talking TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo early, but I thought they were doing the right thing for, for Sam. Um, just because his wife was there, his kid was there, you know, listen, he got hit hard. Looking back, I still would have gone the same route. Proteus, not joking. Yeah. I still would have gone because, because he's in front of his family and because Groot is effectively at home. I still think it would have finished the same way, even if he gave it a few more seconds. Okay, so let me um... – let me explain to you what I thought, my, my thought process on this one. If you go down in the way that Sam Alvey went down, and then you see the guy coming at you and you go, oh, crap, I'm going to turtle up. And I think that turtling up is kind of, um, you know, MMA stage two you know, phase of things. It's just you want to stay down there and you want to survive. And, you know, I don't think anybody saw Sam Elvey give the thumbs up, but I think we got to go back to another Uriah Faber fight when I, I, I referenced one last week or maybe two weeks ago where, uh, you know, you know he was giving the thumbs up and the fight got stopped. But you got to intelligently defend yourself. I don't think giving the thumbs up to the ref because the ref isn't actually watching your thumbs. You know what I mean? He's watching for you to move around and intelligently defend yourself. And Sam, El- Sam Elvey, even though he was defending a lot of those shots, if you go back to the replay, in real time, I thought that Sam Elvey was getting hit with a lot of shots. But if you go back to the replay, he wasn't getting he tagged to the face with a lot of shots. However, he wasn't doing a lot to improve the position either. He was staying in the same position, which led me to believe that, you know, he's really, really hurt, DJ Tony. And, guys, we keep trying to blame these refs having the toughest job in sports, man. I mean, they don't have the benefit of seeing all the replays. They just have to read body language. I think that these fighters need to stop with this thumbs-up thing. If you're giving the thumbs-up and you're not moving – you deserve to lose the fight. You deserve for the fight, the, the ref to go, nope, I apologize, even though you, your livelihood, half of your livelihood depends on you winning this fight. You're not intelligently defending yourself to the best of your, your ability. And if you can't defend yourself anymore, then you, the fight needs to stop. Like we've said on this show many times, DJ Tony, we need to defend these guys from themselves. We have to make the decision for them because they will go out there and give all they can. They want to be able to fight and fight and fight and fight, but that's not – we have to – I'd rather see a guy take a small amount of brain damage as opposed to a amount of brain damage that's going to end his career. So long story long, I was happy with the, the stoppage. I thought it was absolutely fine. I thought it helped the card move along real quickly, um, so I was okay with it. 
DJ Tony, I want to touch base real quickly because we have a couple of minutes on the Hani Yaya. And they were calling him Ronnie all of a sudden on the, <laughs> the broadcast. I was like, and, and they, they said, we've been calling him Ronnie for like seven years. Now he wants to be called Hani. Seriously. Sorry, we've been calling him Hani, and now he wants to be called Ronnie. I'm calling him Hani. Um, well, okay. listen, as, as a great um, Royce Gracie and, and the great Honda Halsey <laughs> and Hoy Nelson once said, listen, it's, 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 it's an interpretation, right? Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. You're on fire tonight, brother, I, even though you were in transit. Yeah, I mean, you got yourself together tonight. You collected it. I like it. These jokes are on, on point. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yes. Okay, so Ricky Simon coming in here getting decision. As I said, uh, congratulations to Marco for getting the, the exact um, – sorry, that's me. Congratulations to me for getting this fight called exactly correctly. I just thought Ricky Simon did a great job. He got caught a couple of times by Hani Yaya and uh, kind of got himself collected and, and worked his game. And then at the end of the fight, you know, took it to the ground and, and said, okay, you got 40, 45 seconds. Uh, try and submit me now, brother. I, I thought it was an impressive performance. Ricky Simon not only took on one headbutt, but two headbutts. Of course, Hani Yaya got a headbutt on the top of the head as well, but Ricky Simon got busted up on both sides of his head, and that's because these guys were going at it, DJ Tony, and I really thought these guys deserve to get a bonus on this fight because it was a very in, in entertaining fight. You know, I, I would agree that this was the fight of the night if they were still giving awards. You got to give Lando Venata uh, some love for literally finally getting a win after quite some time, but honestly, I don't think Hani Yaya looked like Hani Yaya to be honest with you. And, and Ricky Simone really fought well and, and fought better than I thought. So, yeah, shout out to you yeah. for getting it right because I didn't see that coming. Well, I, again, I thought that uh, that uh, Simone was able to take Haniyaya out of his game. He was able to tag him with some early shots and stay away from Hani's big power. And, I, I, and, and of course, every time that Hani wanted to go to the ground, uh, Ricky was having no part of that and, and got the fight stood up. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. If you're fighting a guy who is superior on the ground in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you don't go into his guard until the last couple of minutes. Okay, DJ Tony, we need to get the heck out of here because we've kept these people for an hour already. So let's go ahead and get out of here. We've got new closing music, ladies and gentlemen, so I hope you enjoy it. We have new closing music, Brodius, so we don't get... <laughs> So we don't get into it. I didn't, didn't want to get into it. I just wanted to let it play. I didn't want to get into it. I just wanted to let it play for a bit. Edit. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> my, my, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, my guilty pleasure. You got a Twitter follow? Oh, you got a guilty I pleasure. I do. I love it. So, Twitter follow of the week. Listen, if, you, if you're not following Valley Larita, you want to follow her. So, at. Valerie, L-O-U-R-E-D-A-A. You want to follow her. And listen, my favorite show, and I don't know if I've done this before in in the show, but my favorite show for the last decade is Inside the NBA with Shaq, with with Charles Charles. Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith, and of course uh, the great Ernie. that, that's my favorite show ever. So shout out to Ernie Johnson. Shout out to Chuck, uh, Charles Barkley. Shout out to Shaq and shout out to Kenny Smith for always making me laugh. Inside the NBA, my friend, which has nothing to do with MMA. No, that's fine. It's a guilty pleasure. That's that's why you brought it up. It's all good. All right. So listen, Proteus's shower pick of uh, the week. Sorry, Proteus's shower picks of the week is going to be Child of the Desert by Circus Survive. And of course, I've mentioned this show, this song on the show before, but I wanted to bring it up and put it, it's being added to the list. So y'all can go to my uh, YouTube music, P-R-O-E, no, P-R-O-E, 
E-U-S. Search it on the YouTube music or the YouTube. I'm on both. And you can get this this particular playlist. It's getting it's getting very long, DJ Tony. If I get 365 songs on this one, I'm going to be impressed. I'm impressed Nothing? too, God damn it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Tony. It's been a long time since it's just been you and me. I, I It's been fun, man. I, we've had a couple of laughs. I don't know if everybody else is enjoying it, but I'm, I've enjoyed being it with you tonight. And I, I wish everybody else well. And again, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And of course, the original or the, the, the usual cast of characters could not make it tonight. So we had to wing it. The OGs were out tonight. And uh, DJ Tony, guess what? Just like that. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. Hickory <laughs> dickory. Oh. <laughs>